Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey y'all, it's football time here in Tennessee once again, so I had to wonder, what is Football Morning in America, NBC Sports, NFL writer, legend, Peter King? What does he think about the Chase Thomas podcast? I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas, you'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Hey, y'all. Thanks for checking out the Chase Homes podcast. If you are not already a subscriber and this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Appreciate you guys checking out uh, what we've got cooking here on the program. Um, If you enjoy what you hear today, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. New episode, new content every single day. Tennessee Vols, Atlanta sports guys, sports reporters assemble, NFL, NBA, college football, all that and more right here on this feed each and every day. Your favorite writers, analysts, personalities in the space on this very feed every day. So if you like that, you like the best national sports talk with a local flavor outside of here in Knoxville, Tennessee, then this is the show for you. So make sure you're locked in on your preferred podcast player. And if you're already a subscriber, you know what I'm about to say. But if you could, please leave this show a five-star rating And write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you're listening. I promise you it helps this show continue to grow, helps other people find the show, and all that good stuff. So if you could take a second today and you're already a fan, you love the show, tell a friend, family member, coworker, whoever about the Chase Homes Podcast as we get bigger and bigger each and every day here in Tennessee. I would greatly appreciate it. Five-star review or five-star rating. Write a review. I promise it helps in a major way. Takes a second. Hit that pause button. Take care of it today. And uh, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, every thing school hq 12 days away uh you know why it's a fine freaking monday night here on this very show 
Five Star Edge, Jordan Ross, Jordan Ross out of Vestavia Hills, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. Committed to the Vols tonight to keep adding to the Edge blue chipper after edge blue chipper after wide receiver blue chipper after running back blue chipper after quarterback blue chipper after linebacker blue chipper everything's coming up balls jp acosta of espionation.com how are you doing good doing good i'm thinking about sam Pittman's perfect day that he described to uh to espn and it is absolutely wonderful i would like to be a part of that perfect day that he described it is basically just he gets out on his boat he he orders a twenty-five piece uh, bucket of chicken from Popeyes and a couple of chicken sandwiches. He's out on the boat, has mm. some beer, makes a stop at Sam's, gets a pizza, brings the pizza back out onto the boat, mm. rides around the boat for a little bit more, then gets in the pool. That is a perfect day. That's a good day. It's a good day. You know what the better day is? Who What's is that? Evan Swords of Forty Niners Hub, who joins us as well. Evan, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So what what is that perfect day? Not having to drive the boat yourself. Oh yeah. I don't want to drive the boat. I want to drink on the boat. You telling me I can't have a beer on the boat? I'd rather no. drive a boat than sit on a boat. We know, Chase. <laughs> We're aware. You can drive the boat. I'll drink. Hold on. I'm looking something up. You drive the boat. Yeah. Uh and well, you know. We'll take breaks so you can write in your journal, and then I'll shotgun beers while you write in your journal. That'd be, I mean, that's honestly, that's that's a pretty symbiotic relationship. I mean, that'd I mean, be great. I didn't realize to that Tennessee, you, and then we can make this happen. Oh, I didn't realize you could, I didn't realize you could get arrested for like a DUI on a boat. I oh. Yeah, it's called a. It's not a DUI though. It's a. Uh, it's a buoy. What is it called? It's not a DWI. It's. It's B uh bo- it's BWI boating while intoxicated. That's what it is. Ah, it's yeah. cops killing a good time. I've seen it. I, I will say I saw it when we were on July fourth. My wife and I were. Uh, you're not gonna believe this. Evan's gonna love this. My wife and I were reading on a on a beach towel. Well, no, no, let's not let let's not hold on real quick. I hmm. do love that. I love that for you. I mean, let's great. let's let's not act like I'm some kind of monster. I really love that for you. I think was, that's probably delightful. the perfect the perfect day for you. It, it was a perfect day. Also here of behind the steel curtain USA today, Michael Vick, interviewer himself, Jarrett Bailey. Jarrett, good evening. How are you? Fantastic. It's been an eventful day for me. I've been busy. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, we've got all kinds of stuff we're going to talk about. So. Um, with the NFL season coming up in just one second, um, and uh, new NFL team owners having normal ones on Monday Night Football, uh, football's back. Uh, folks are trying to figure out what a handshake is, and we'll see if we can get that nailed down by week three here in the preseason, but uh, fingers crossed on that one. Real games to talk about in just a couple weeks, but um, as we lead up, because we wrapped up our uh, preview series um, with all the different divisions that you can go check out on the YouTube show or on this very feed, um, new episodes each Tuesday here on the Chase Notes Podcast with the NFL Super Friends, JP, Jarrett, and Evan. Um, I thought this would be cool, but before we get into the obviously no, but what if game with bouncing around different things we've been thinking about but like 
and we're going to see how uh, the group uh, responds to some of these takes. The Colts announced that, or I guess it was announced, that the Colts are okay, or okaying Jonathan Taylor to pursue a trade. We've kind of danced around this. What might happen? Would they actually do it? Um, who makes the most sense? What, based on the history, the most recent couple big uh, running back trades in the sport, because we don't see it all that often, especially in their prime, like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jarrett, when you look at uh, it looking like this is happening, um, who makes the most sense? And does the running back trade history um, for something like this make you wonder what kind of return uh, the Colts can actually end up getting at this point in the process? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how the Colts will say they expect a first-round pick in return for Jonathan Taylor, yet they won't pay Jonathan Taylor. We wonder why <laughs> NFL running backs are so angry. Um, the team that makes the most sense, I think it's the team that we were, most people were linking to Dalvin Cook. That's still the Dolphins. Mm. Like, if the Dolphins go out and get Jonathan Taylor, sure, I'd like that. <laughs> the team that I want to see, just for the pandemonium, like, if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm speeding to the phone. And mm. I'm, I'm, I think that if. What picks do they have? They have a second this year? I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure they do. Well, I think it's going to take more than a second because it's going to take more than Christian yeah. McCaffrey. They said that. Well, here's the thing. They're not going to. Do we believe that, though? That, yeah. I don't think we're going to get more than Christian. He's than a Christian young, McCaffrey, he's though. a younger version of Christian McCaffrey, and he was the, the leading But is he a better player than Christian McCaffrey? The best version? I don't think. Go ahead. Honestly, I don't think, like, is he better than Christian McCaffrey? I don't think that matters in this context because I think the thing that's going to hold up whichever team ends up trading for Jonathan Taylor is they're going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor. And that's mm. going to be a part of this. He's going, he's asking for a big contract. That's the reason why the Colts won't Colts are going to trade him because he wants a big money contract that the Colts aren't going to give him, which is dumb in my opinion. But when you're examining a Jonathan Taylor trade is going to be anything like Christian McCaffrey. I mean, sure it might be, but the thing about McCaffrey was he'd already signed his deal. He wasn't coming up for a big contract. That was something that a team could eventually restructure if they wanted to. You're going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor a lot of money. So, JP, based on what we've seen with the Christian McCaffrey trade being probably the most recent example, um, what do you think, if you had to guess, on um, August 21st, what do you think trade will end up being? And do you think the reaction around the league and analysts and fans will be like, oh, that seems about fair. Or do you think this, there's no way that the Colts are able to get pretty, pretty solid return here. So first of all, I do think there are a few teams I think are going to be in on Jonathan Taylor. The first one is Los Angeles Rams. If there's any team that is willing to just throw picks at a player, they don't have any, they'll throw whatever they got. And they actually eight first round pick. They actually do have a first round pick. I think this year they have a first round pick in 2024 and a first round yeah. pick in 2025. They can do this trade if they want to, and I think it makes sense, especially for like. Of course, we don't think they're going to be competitive, but if the well, Rams not everybody are, on this podcast, if the Rams actually do, I think if they do the thing that I think they're going to, which is change the offense from more zone to more gap based of a, a scheme offensively Jonathan Taylor does that a whole lot better than Cam Akers and is much more explosive. So 
and there's a history of them going out and getting guys like this and then paying them top dollar. That makes a whole lot of sense. To me, the first team that I thought of as someone who should do this is the Chicago Bears. I hmm. think they should they should absolutely be on on this. The biggest thing about Chicago, especially for their offense this year, is you have to find some way to generate explosives in the run game without having to run Justin Fields 25 times a game and getting him destroyed. That's what Jonathan Taylor can do. I don't think drafting Roshan Johnson and signing Deontay Foreman to a one-year deal dissuades me at all from making that deal. And, and plus, they have a lot of cap space. They're not going to be paying anybody anytime soon. That team is not good. So unless they plan on, like, keeping Darnell Mooney around for a long time and giving him a big money deal, like, it, it makes sense. They just gave Cole Komet $15 million a year, or like $13 million a year. You can give Jonathan Taylor that amount of money. Like, I think Jonathan Taylor is more valuable to an NFL offense than Cole Komet. But I do well, think the- not unless Cole Komet is blocking because Justin Fields is trying to not die. <laughs> that That is very true. That's true. Very good blocker. The one team that I think quietly should make this trade is the Baltimore Ravens. I mm, think that's a fantastic he adds a mm. Jonathan Taylor adds a level of explosiveness that, of course, Keaton Mitchell just got hurt. That was arguably their most explosive back, and he was a rookie. We don't know what J.K. Dobbins is going to look like. He's still recovering from another injury. Gus Edwards, as much as I love him, doesn't have that level of explosiveness as Jonathan Taylor does. The only problem there would be how much you're going to pay him. But I think the Ravens should absolutely like try and swing this if they wanted to. Now, as far as compensation, I think um, it's difficult, but I do think he's going to end up getting a one. Mm. A first round pick. It's not going to be multiple. I think it might be a first round pick and then multiple seconds or thirds. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Colts don't get a day one pick out of this and get multiple day twos and push. If the like Colts get the best deal, who do you think it's from? If the Colts end up getting like if you had to look at it, who gives the Colts the best deal and you would be the least surprised they gave them the best deal after it's all said and done? It's the Rams. Hmm. The Rams the Rams would absolutely do this. Like they have, they have the picks that are I, willing to get screwed. Let in me, this let trade. me, let me. As a, as a guy who would love to see the Rams fail in life, let me just be <laughs> the the voice of reason real quick. We just watched the Rams successfully trade away everything for a Super Bowl ring, and they did it, and it worked. For whatever you can say now, it worked. They have a Super Bowl ring. I don't know if they're going to do that again right now, knowing where they're at, knowing that a Super Bowl is not likely. Jonathan Taylor is not going to help them win to the Super Bowl. Jonathan Taylor wouldn't get them to the playoffs, no matter what Chase says. Well, counterpoint, if Jonathan Taylor ends up getting traded to the Rams and the Rams aren't competitive, they don't make the playoffs, who better to ease a transition from the Rams' current core of Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald into the future, whatever future quarterback they end up bringing in, than having a, a an elite running back in Jonathan Taylor. Like, this doesn't just mm. have to be a short-term, like, this is only for the winning now thing. Jonathan Taylor can help a team win years down the line. And if they don't end up trading that first-round pick they have in 2024, they can trade the first-round pick they have in 2025 if they wanted to. But you can still stay in the QB sweepstakes this year 
and trade for Jonathan Taylor if they wanted to. I'm not. Uh, the, the only thing I'll push back on is in terms of like the Rams doing it. I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. The only thing that would like rub me the wrong way about them doing it is like if you are a team like the Rams who doesn't have a good roster right now and you're giving up future like if you're trading a first round pick for a running back right now when your roster already isn't good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like I that is that's just horrible roster management and horrible management of draft capital at that point. I I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. I'm saying it'd be stupid if they did. They weren't good at drafting anyway. It makes, no, they weren't. It, it makes sense that they would do this trade. I also think that if you're able to keep that 2024 first round pick and say they trade the second and the third in 2024, and then maybe like the second or the first in 2025, I would take that trade. I think I if that I trade have a scoop for you guys across, here. If they, if they keep sense. the first round pick next year then i could i could listen to the argument a little bit more just because you know if they are in the qb sweepstakes they can still get a guy for the future and still have you know he's cooper cup still there you got jonathan taylor so you got two guys on offense that'll complement them well um it, it's just if they were to trade a 2020 their 2024 first for jonathan taylor i think that would be a horrible no. waste of of that no i don't think they're going to trade the 2024 first i think they know where they're at now okay like if they end up trading the 2024 second round pick, I, I can get on board with that a bit. And then the 25 first or the 25 okay. second. That and they one... have the number, they have their first rounder. They have their own second mm-hmm. round pick as well. They have uh, their own third round pick. And they have When's their the own last time they had pick? their own first, second, and third round picks? It's got to be since like 2016 or something. It crazy. has to be something crazy. It's got to be since the golf draft. Yeah. <laughs> that was what, 2016? Yeah. Yeah. When did when when was Rob Havenstein drafted? Because I thought they drafted him uh, in the first round. Rob Let's Havenstein see. was a first round pick. I'm trying to figure out if he was. He was a second round pick. Okay. Okay. But it was 2015, so that was the year, the year before, before golf. golf. So yeah, it might actually okay. be 2016. That's crazy. I love this. Um, also, Jeff Fisher I have was a the head coach the last time this happened. That is absurd. Guess what the it. mascot was for uh, Jonathan Taylor's high school team salem they're the rams oh my look at that scoop les speed is les speed on the phone right now you don't have to photoshop him in a rams uniform just go back to his high school tape it's right there um now wouldn't it be wouldn't it be hilarious though if if les sneed and the rams do it again though i would be okay with it just trade Who cares? For you have team. Aaron Donald, Aaron... Matt Stafford. You might as well yeah. just ride this out. Like, just yeah, keep no. throwing it. I'm Who not cares? against. I'm not against that style of team building. It they show it work. They've shown it works. I'm saying it would be absolutely hysterical if in this, you know, this era of football coverage where everybody's obsessed with the NFL draft and scouting players. If Les Snead just literally just keeps saying those picks, I'm gonna get proven talent. You can, uh, you guys can enjoy your war rooms. I'll see you. Diversity is good, and I like teams doing different things, and I, I like the too. Rams just being like, "Burn the ships, burn the picks." I don't care. You like, know, I don't what care. Would be really funny is if if Jonathan Taylor was traded to the Giants. <laughs> that that would be the funniest outcome of this entire thing. I would have to know what that Zoom call was like that Saquon Barkley called, and then the the next meeting between Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley in the same room. I'd be so pissed. 
fuck Saquon. Like, what are you doing, man? And then they pay Jonathan Taylor. And then, like, that's just part of it. And Saquon has to ride it out for a year. And then he just, oh, my God. Uh, that okay, we, talked, be... we talked real quick. Hold on. We talked about the, the most likely fit. Uh-huh. Of the people that is most realistic, I think I know the answer. I think it's Ooh. the Ravens. But who do you think the most like who who has the best chance of having a Christian McCaffrey 49ers trade season because that's, gonna, that's what I'm going to say. I feel like uh, it's the Rams before. I okay. Could you I, stop? I, Can we have an adult <laughs> okay, conversation? Okay. Can we have an adult conversation? Chase. Can we not talk the about the Rams? I think in terms of the Rams are sitting over there with situation. two broken legs and a two casts and you're like, Oh, well this, this guy should be next man up to get on the trampoline. <laughs> Can we have an adult conversation? Chase. I'll set it out. I'm sorry. I think in terms of Jefferson highlights, if we're if we're talking about a Christian McCaffrey like situation of a guy who makes an already good team great offensively, this one might be a little bit out there. No, maybe not. See, I was going to go crazy, but they they don't have the money for this. So forget I said anything. Baltimore would make the most sense out of the teams we've talked about. I was going to get frisky and say the Bengals just for shits and giggles, but they've got too much money to tie up in their own guys right now. Yeah. The answer here is the Miami Dolphins. If it were sure. to be like a Christian McCaffrey mm. like level of making a good team, like a great team, like a Super Bowl Absolutely. favorite, it's the Miami Dolphins. They they want to be more efficient in the run game. They showed they can be efficient in the run game. Of course, it was a preseason against the Texans. You can small potatoes it if you want, but them being more efficient in the run game matters, especially if they're going to be so efficient throwing the ball downfield and they're going to continue to be explosive that way. You add Jonathan Taylor to that offense, that run game becomes incredibly more efficient, more explosive. You really end up being in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. How much do you believe in their offensive line to get that done, though? Because, I mean, Teron Armstead's already dealing with injuries. Um, I mean, mean, do you believe in their offensive line enough to be able to establish enough of a run game to to make that work? When Teron Armstead's healthy, I think, sure. Like, I'm I'm – cautiously optimistic about how their run game looked. I think Isaiah Wynn looked great in the preseason game. I think Austin Jackson looked much improved. Robert Hunt is one of the better run run blocking guards they have on the team. I'm, I'm in, I think if it, if it does end up being the dolphins, it makes sense for them to have like a McCaffrey style of like, we added this player and now we are a super bowl favorite, which makes sense considering like how much of, the Niners is influenced, like the Niners yeah. influences in the Miami Dolphins offense. But I still just think the best spot for Jonathan Taylor to both be competitive and potentially get the money that he's asking for is the Ravens. Can now, I tell you all the dark horse here? Go ahead. Speaking of the Niners, this guy used to be in the front office in San Francisco. He likes to run the football. They don't have a wide receiver room. They're a team that's fighting the inevitable, but they have a very strong identity. They have a run first identity. Don't do this. I'll, I'll He's getting really right old. Now. We're nearing I the will, end. I will leave this call. They could. They have a chance for 16 years of elite running back play in a row that we've never seen in this league. The Tennessee Titans transition from Derrick Henry to Jonathan Taylor. I think you are insane. If That's you think that they're trading happen. Jonathan Taylor within the division, you are off your rocker, my friend. That Remove one. the division out of this. You can't. You can't. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? 
serious? Why do teams care about that? I don't know why that matters. Because I would I never do this play, as a GM. I don't want to play the guy that actively hates my team two teams out of two t- two games two t- out of the year. Who cares? Yeah. If you get a good trade, you get a good trade. And then he proceeds to dunk on you for two games out of the season. I'm less worried about that with a running back than I am a quarterback. Quarterback, I maybe am, would be a little bit more cautious of. That's because quarterbacks back. don't get traded. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. The last time Who I can cares? remember Anthony something Richardson, like, if he's him, it doesn't matter. The last time I can remember something like that happening in terms of like a, a very known player getting traded within their own division. Yeah. Probably have to be what the McNabb trade going from Philadelphia to Washington. That yeah. was a big one. That's yeah. it. I also have to see what Derrick Henry's contract looks like because I don't think that he's like. I think he's the second highest paid running back in terms of money per year. Yeah, but I'm talking about when his contract is up. Like, is it I don't up next year? I think it's next year. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think they're going to. We're I at the end. Because, yeah, that's that was the thing with Tennessee throughout this offseason that I was talking about because they didn't really have any more money tied up in Tannehill. Next mm. year is they're going to be, you know, without Derrick Henry in terms of being off his contract. Like, that's why I preach all offseason. It just made sense to trade both of them and blow it up and embrace the rebuild. But they didn't. They're not gonna. They're not gonna trade there, Kim. I don't think. Oh, well, I'm gonna. obviously not now, but like back he get in a statue? March in Tennessee, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think he gets a statue. Hey, wait, really? I think yes. he gets a statue. Yeah, That's he'll get the statue, statue. A very good player that helped the team accomplish nothing. Yeah, he'll get. Uh, like, wait, hold on. Wait. Okay, listen. I'm a Derrick Henry big. I'm big fan. Big fan. Best friends Titans fan for his whole life. How do you? How many playoff wins did with Derrick Henry? They went to the AFC Championship game. They did. I, asked, I asked a question. I, I'm Outs, curious. Outside of that one year, like they have been two very or three. Meh. Yeah, but, it's two. Sure, but like, how many playoff wins? Oh, does uh, Phillip, how many playoff wins does Philip Rivers have? I totally agree. By the way, I think he's getting a statue. I'm just, you know, pointing something out. He I mean, you can make the case. The, he might be the. Is he the best Titan of all time? No, no. Steve McNair, you watch your mouth. No, McNair was good. Steve McNair is the best Titan of all time. He is not the best Titan of all time. Who's better Javon than Curse? Who? Who's better George? Eddie George? I would say I would say Eddie George. Okay. Steve McNair. Derek but I don't Henry think Eddie George is, better is better a better George. Titan all time than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, Henry, Henry was the Eddie best George. player on the number one seed in the AFC. Like Eddie, Eddie George is never that guy. Is, okay, Eddie George so, is a better Titan than Derrick Henry. I don't know. But I wonder what Henry Titans fans would say. I want to pull some Titans people who they have more. In the Derrick Henry will get in the Titans Ring of Honor. He'll get a statue because you don't just replicate leading the NFL in rushing yards for two straight years, being over a thousand for three straight years. Yeah, 102 yards per game in 2019, over 2,000 yards in 2020. Like that's he has the numbers. Hold on, he has real all quick, pros. real quick, real quick. You guys, you guys can hear him. It's all that matters. Chris, uh-uh. do you have a second? <laughs> okay, real quick. <laughs> Who is, by the way, this is my best friend, Chris World, Tennessee Titans fan. Who is? Oh, you son. He's <laughs> putting his happening? AirPod in. This was like really going to be seamless, but now he's putting the AirPod in. So no longer seamless. Yo, but son. Okay. Who is the greatest Titan of all time? Greatest Titan of all time? Uh, George receiving there. I rest yeah. my case. Hold on, Derek, you're Henry allowed to so say much... someone recent. Hold on, would you say, ask him, Derek, why would Eddie George be above Derek Henry outside of you just don't want to say the most recent guy? Because he ran for a thousand yards. Like... That's 
It's it's Derrick Henry. Don't let it's him, just don't people, let him, people no, don't no, want to say Derrick Henry yet because he's still playing and it's new and it's fresh has, and you feel like it's Derrick Henry. And, and, and no world is Eddie George better than Derrick Henry. Like that's I'm just not saying he's a better back. player. He is a better Titan. Makes the playoffs without him. Look, that's true. That's true. He is a Thank better, you, Chris. It's been a pleasure. He is a better <laughs> Tennessee Titan than Derrick Henry. Yes. Yeah. How are you? How are you defining this? I don't get that. Okay. Here's. Here's how I'll do this. The Titans have um, a good Is it just the Super Bowl, JP? Are you just giving him the Super Bowl nod? No. You know what I'm okay. doing? What? Rookie of the year. Uh-huh. Offensive of rookie of the year, 1996. One, two, three, four, five straight seasons of over 1,000 yards rushing. Then two more straight seasons of 1,000 yards rushing at age 29 and 30. Derrick Henry has had... Three straight seasons of over a thousand yards rushing. That was 2018, 2019, 2020. Derrick Henry was not a starter as a rookie. Eddie George came in immediately and was the was the guy. He is a better Tennessee Titan than Derrick Henry. And Jer, I'll explain it like this. LeBron and Dwayne Wade both played in Miami. LeBron is a better player all time than Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is a greater Miami Heat player. Okay, that makes okay. I will. I'll give you that one then. My apologies. I was really. I can see that. That was a good point. That was a good counterpoint. I like okay. that. And now we know Titans fans will go Eddie George first, which is interesting because he was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but see, Falcons fans, I would be curious to say like if they would say Matt Ryan is the greatest Falcon of all time because I think I he think is. They're gonna say Matt Ryan. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know. But would you? I mean, but wait. All I will say this: Tony Gonzalez deserves. No, I think of Tony Gonzalez more as a chief than a tight. Than yeah, a like that's a problem. That's problem number one. Like Tony was awesome, but it, yeah, like, I mean, I, fans I, have a stronger I'm, pull for Algie Crumpler than yeah, that's a good Tony point. Gonzalez. That's a crazy pull, Algie Crumpler. Algie Crumpler was a baller. Loved Dude, Algie Crumpler. Him did, and Vic Tony had Gonzalez great chemistry. Did have he had the uh, he had the same amount of years with the Falcons as the Chiefs, Who? right? Tony Gonzalez. I'm no, looking it more, up. I'm pretty sure he had more years with the Chiefs. Yeah, there's no like, way. I think it was really? like 12 years of the Chiefs and like five in Atlanta, something crazy. They like were a good five. Like time. Tony Gonzalez is elite. Good five, yeah. But it just, yeah, I don't know. Love Tony. Yeah, five here. seasons. Five seasons in Atlanta, three time Pro Bowler, all yeah. pro in 2012. I think it, that, was, that, was the, that was during the That was during the, the Chiefs the... from 1997 to 2008. Yeah. So that's 12. That's not I'm great. Yeah. I don't know. It's either, it's Matt, it's. It's either Matt, it's Mike. Vic just wasn't around enough. And then Work Done, fan, I have a Work Done jersey. Folks love Work Done here more work than done. just. He's a great human being above yes. being a great football player, by the he way. He was consistent. As, like, Work Done is one of the most revered Atlanta Falcons. If you just go around, like, if you had to. Bob Whitfield is loved. Love a good Bob Whitfield. Um, very shout out to Bob Whitfield here. I'm John I'm Abraham the, actually has really high. Um, the, greatest, the greatest Falcon all time is Dion, right? No, he just wasn't here long enough. No, how he, long is he, he there, might be the way? best player to ever play for the yeah, Falcons. but it was just not the greatest Falcon. No, yeah, He's no, he is. What? Uh, Dion is the, the greatest gun for hire of all time. I mean, he played the Falcons and the Braves in the same year, like what? he played a Braves postseason game and batted 400 the same year he was playing for the Atlanta Falcons. Like, what about Dion? Just oh, Julio. yeah, I, I would listen to the Julio, yeah. Julio, we love Julio's in the top three. He's like would always be in everyone's top three, he would not be anyone's number one. You don't think? No. I can see it. I think I'm trying to think of the way, the the way well, people hold on. think of quarterbacks. Well, well, while we're here, who's the greatest 49er of all time? Oh, it's Joe. Jerry Rice. Wait, hold on. Is it Jerry, Jerry or Rice. Joe? It's I think Jerry. it's Joe. 
Is it Jerry, Jerry or Joe? It's Jerry Rice. It's Jerry. Very no, it's Jerry. Joe Montana. Because, because Jerry won with Joe and Steve Young. I think Ooh. it's Jerry. I think it's Jerry Rice because Jerry I think Rice Jerry is, is the greatest greatest NFL player of all time. He absolutely is. I would not go that far. I would. I, I mean, it's him or Tom Brady. Player of all time. No, it's him. Barry Sanders, Jim Brown. I think. I didn't say most. I didn't say most athletic. I said the greatest of all time. And no, Jerry Rice is the goat. I, I would look. Yeah, right. I think. I think Jerry Jerry Rice is the goat. I think His I am prime biased. Lasted like fifteen years. I think mm. I am biased because I am objectively. I've been wired to hate offenses. Lawrence Taylor <laughs> is the greatest NFL player. Of all time. Oh, you know what, JP? You might have just. Yeah, that's a very. Like solid in terms of point. reinventing the position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Ronnie Lott lost a finger, so <laughs> let's just. Congrats. Let's just relax. That's great, but that doesn't make him better than Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) Should have found the finger and put it back on. Listen, if you would have given Ronnie Lott a lot of cocaine before every fucking football, excuse me, (laughs) before every football game, you tell me how he plays, okay? You know what? That was just a superpower. That was just, that's just, what do y'all do if y'all, if y'all get, you lose a finger in a football game, do y'all keep playing? How do you, in all honesty, like you're in high school, what do you do? I'm if certainly not, not doing, playing. If, okay. I, if so, I lose a finger doing anything, I'm crying in the corner, like doing okay. a deal no, 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 and like no, pissing no, no, in the middle of the mouth. Like, if I'm a I, if hmm. I lost a finger and they surgically remove it, all yada, 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 are you talking about the game of, or are you saying just in general? No, the going? game of. Like, you just, it's someone steps on it with oh. a, some metal spikes and it just like the finger's off. Like, Which you're, finger? you've lost half the finger. No, I'm done. So, okay. I think. I think there is a very interesting part of this when it comes to like adrenaline and like yeah. the sensation of like playing a football game. You probably won't feel it until you come off to the sideline. Well, yeah, and there's like lost all half all a that. finger. <laughs> They're like, JB, where is it? Wait, what? Uh, JB, you're missing. Yeah. If I saw that I had lost a finger, like yeah. on the sideline, like say it's like third down and like finger is off, like third down, it's fourth down, I come off the field for punt. I probably feel fine, like adrenaline wise, but now that I start to slow down a little bit more and see that my finger is just not there, then yeah, I'm losing my mind. I'm not. See, I think I immediately go to the car. I think with the adrenaline, I think that's real. I'm running and using that adrenaline to drive 80 miles an hour to the urgent care with the finger and hope that they can attach it in time before I realize the pain that's about to overwhelm me and pass. they had doctors there. What do you, who do you think made it? So they can't he could attach it there. They're not, not going to be. They don't not have the to equipment. downgrade. Not to like make it sound any less badass than it was. It wasn't the entire finger. It was you know the upper part above the knuckle. I'm not downgrading how much of a badass thing that is that he still lost part of his finger and kept playing, but he still has like part of the finger. That's all I have to say. I, mm. I mean, no one was. I don't think anybody was ever unaware of the circumstances. I'm just well, that. the way that Chase was talking is that you know he thought that the entire he's holding the, his entire. No, I'm just saying if family. that happened, I've always wondered like if some crazy event like that happened in a game because like, like there's some crazy injuries. Like how do you? Some guys are built. They're like keep playing the next play and I'll deal with it after the game. Or what? Byron Leftwich played an entire game on a broken yes. leg. They had to carry him down the field. Yes, he did. I watched that game live. Dang. Fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that game? <laughs> I watched a lot of Marshall games live. Like that was, I have a strong Chad Pennington, Byron Leftwich um, portion of my brain that is not. Um, it was early two thousands. Um, when did this game happen? Broken that leg was game. Two thousand two. Yeah, I was eleven. I was two. Oh no! I, I would have been that game. I would have been three, turning four. 
Yeah, this was... Uh, well, the folks, <laughs> Evan and I, the folks on the left are the grandfathers of this very program. And uh, goodness gracious. Well, this is going to be fun. So now, indeed. Yes, we are. Um, obviously not. But what if, Evan Swords, what is one NFL take that you are like, obviously this isn't going to happen. But if it did. What if the Rams... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if audio. yeah i'm sure it's great audio very suspenseful um what if what if brock purdy gets hurt like alex smith and trey lance who i thought was completely <laughs> written off you horrified no, jared no hold on before i thought was completely written off but then had asked jp a pretty decent game it was Comes pretty back, good and they go to the super bowl and win i'm just hold on let's hold on <laughs> evan's what? fanfic How like he's fan fictioning properly out of here again first off it's not a fan said. fiction to assume that the 49ers quarterback is going to get injured that's about as realistic <laughs> no, 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 no. as it gets i don't think that it's is, saying that, that he gets injured true. i think it's, it's the fact that, the fact that he <laughs> shows the most traumatic like Modern injuries. Almost died. No, 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 no. First off, when when Alex Smith got injured to to lose his position to cap, it was like a concussion. Oh, oh no. I thought you were talking about the other one. Alex Smith has Why? been in a lot of places and been injured a lot of times. Yes, no. we thought you were talking about the Washington injury. Stay in the 49ers lane. Oh, you had okay. to qualify that because everyone listening was like, "Oh my God, that got no, really metal." Like Dude, Evan, I, I totally forgot that. Alex Smith even got hurt, and that's why Kaepernick was like the 40. Anytime you say Alex Smith injury, you think of his leg being inside. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I forgot fair. he got injured in 49ers. I thought he just got benched and Colin took over. Wait, really? Okay. Yeah, that I have makes, no recollection. I thought that, that was like an NFL, like that was a moment for the NFL. No. Yeah, no, he had a concussion. That's just a moment in, in Santa Clara. I mean, the wow. Colin Kaepernick's game against the Chicago Bears his first game ever starting was not just a Santa Clara moment. That was an NFL moment. That was incredible. I remember that. Mm. I was 12. Not. Yeah. Um, but no, but, but like literally assuming the 49ers will have an injured quarterback because it's, it always happens. I only say this and I hate to talk about the 49ers constantly, but like, I was like, Oh, this is the end of Trey Lance. He played not great in the first preseason game. He looked decent. He looked kind of exciting, JP. Tell him. He looked pretty good. I <laughs> think it was, it was improvement based on what we all knew. He needed to play. He just needs reps to figure out what he can and cannot do. Now that he's figured out what he can and cannot do, kind of, it looks pretty good. The like footwork. Threw, the, the footwork was, was good. Footwork was a little cleaner. You know, he threw that touchdown. Of course, it looked wide-ass open. To, uh, I think it was Latu, the tight end, in the yeah, two-minute comeback, two comeback. But it was such good quarterback play of looking off the safety, holding the safety to the left, and then coming right back over, firing the strike to uh, Latu. That's something we really didn't see, especially in like week one where he looked just frazzled under pressure. He looked pretty good, and he really just needs reps. So, like – if it does happen and we go through like a freaky Friday level, like role reversal where Brock Purdy is the one who gets hurt now. And Trey Lance just completely like goes berserk in this Niners offense. It would be interesting 
to see what happens next because Lance is coming up on the like it's you give it like maybe what like a couple more years you get it mm-hmm. if he actually has to ride this out you got to pay him eventually or so then you have will. to trade Brock in this scenario because Brock is now an NFL starter he will not be then a backup he, then, he, then he goes back to exactly what he was supposed to be in the first place which was a, a very backup. good backup a reliable exactly. backup I yeah, don't think that's where the, he belongs now. He's won too many games. He's got that moxie. He doesn't have a backup energy. Chase. He, Nick Foles, Chase, won, Nick Chase, Foles won a lot of games. Rex Grossman won Chase, a lot of games. It happens. The kids back in the day would have said, you're getting lost in the sauce. And you're not, <laughs> you don't get lost in the sauce, okay? Brock Purdy, to every normal person on the planet, go. they go, yeah, he looks really good when Kyle Shanahan and this team are around him. He will not look like that. Anywhere else, but I'm saying if this happens, happen. he's starting quarterback. He's QB one in Tennessee the following year. Sure, and then they get uh, a worse Ryan Tannehill. It'll be, it'll be Nick Foles going to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is he doesn't no. see himself as a QB two, and he doesn't carry himself as a QB two. I don't think damn mirror. <laughs> I don't think. First off, don't what? speak for. I wouldn't speak for Brock like that. Brock's a really humble guy, and I'm sure he's very happy to be there. But that does not speak to me like someone who's like, yeah, this is what I. This was the plan all along. He's like, I cannot. I mean, do you see what he came to the game? He looked like like a. Mm. I mean, literally, he looked like a Mormon going door to door to like preach the word of God. Like he looks like a child. I'm sure he looks around every day and is like. Do they know that I'm do this is is anyone paying attention? Like he doesn't think that he's like I'm I'm QB one. I don't think I don't that's know. true. He's, the he's, interviews he gives and the way people talk about him behind the scenes where he's got a lot of confidence. I think he's just a quiet, confident, like I'm making the Niners the last pick of the draft. Like I'm doing this, I'm gonna ball out, head on a swivel, like I'm just gonna outwork everybody. And he plays extremely confident. Like he's I he's don't know, very I think he's good. different. He's very good at keeping the car from careening into a ditch. Yeah. But like he's not scared of the moment. If we're going to keep up this car metaphor, yes. The Chiefs have a car with a guy who's driving it that can go 200 miles an hour. You can only do a cars reference. You've been you doing a lot of cars to, references on Twitter. Jake, the Niners can only get to like yes. 120. Okay. With Brock Purdy. You're not you trying said- to stay you're not trying to stay at the top of the division anymore. You're not trying to just win the NFC West anymore at this point. You are here to win the Super Bowl. And to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to defeat Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, those guys. If you don't have a guy like that under center, you're not going to win that game. Hmm. So, Ever since JP said about the, uh, about the Freaky Friday thing, if that does happen, I expect Trey Lance to do like a full – cover of the song of Chris Brown and Lil Dicky in a music video form. But I woke up Brock Purdy. Oh my God, I'm the main. I, think See, I didn't think I didn't think of that Freaky Friday. I thought of the actual movie. I don't know if I want. Oh yeah, with, with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know if the, I want the, I want them to actually do the song because there are parts of that song that that'll I don't the, think, That'll be the 49ers ram it. I don't think there are certain parts of that song that Brock Purdy should sing. No, so, obviously, um, yes. I'm just going to leave it there, but I can definitely see like a whole, like Brock Purdy gets hurt. Trey Lance comes in and just ex- like makes this offense even more it- insane than it is already. Okay. I like it. Uh, of course not. But what if Bill Belichick gets fired in the middle of this year? 
This is something that I think, like, of course not. The greatest NFL coach of all time. This would never happen. They wouldn't just fire him in the middle of the year. This thing got really weird. If you read the Patriots reporting over the years, the Kraft-Belichick relationship, a lot of guys out of that room, that front office, a lot of brain drain over the years. Last year was not fun. This division is stacked. Like if the Jets have a great year, the Dolphins are healthy and two is healthy and they're moving the ball. They're doing great. They're winning a lot of games. Their offense is fun. The Jets offense is fun. The Bills are obviously going to be a lot of fun. What if the Pats are cellar dwellers in the AFC East? And we're looking at like three and 14. Mac Jones is a disaster. Everything is bad. They're awful offensively. Once again, you can't scapegoat. Uh, Matt Patricia, would the Pats have the confidence to fire Bill Belichick in the middle of the year if they're eliminated from the playoff picture in week 10? Of course not. But what if so they did it? At first, I have to ask, when they fire Bill, are they firing Bill the GM, Bill the coach, or both? Both. Someone would immediately hire Bill Belichick if he wants to keep doing this. Like mid-season, it would not matter. Like, dog, if Bill Belichick were to actually become like a free agent of a head coach, as soon as the Pats fire him, I'm on the phone. Bro, I want it to happen now. This is something that I need. Less than two minutes. I'm like, who's the team? Who's the team? Who would scoop him up first? They're firing Sala so fast in New York. (laughs) Who, Who cares? They are like, firing. Robert Sala will be running up and down the bleachers pregame, and they will fire him before he makes it down to make sure that Bill Belichick can harm the Pats the way that he harmed the Jets well, for so many years. I don't so, think he would go back to the Jets. So I mean, he I left the Jets think that, for a reason. I actually think if we're playing this out, there is one team that would be like they'd be insane with the actual like coach that people believed in. Hold on, let me let me see if we're on the same wavelength. The Steelers? No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just All right, kidding. you say that they would be insane with a coach that people actually believe in. Yes. Okay, so that the Chargers? No, oh. the, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> like, I would, man. I would, I'm moving. People I'm, already I'm, don't like Mike McCarthy. Oh my god! But I'm moving to Bali. This, if we're playing this to Bali. Out, and Bill Belichick actually gets fired, Jerry Dude. Jones is on that phone <laughs> Jerry without Dude. a doubt. <laughs> well, Bill, uh, I, I've like, told Mike McCarthy he can respectfully. Uh, Bill, Bill, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. You're on your way. I don't care. Door, I'm going to give you 3% of the city of Dallas uh, for you like, to come on in here. I think the oh, Cowboys so GM has done kind of a good job. But if Bill Belichick were to become available, Jerry Jones is firing everybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He would give him half stake in the entire Cowboys oh, franchise man. if that were to happen. Do you know who I – I love the Cowboys take because Bill Parcells did go to Dallas. And Bill Parcells was the Belichick mentor. I think there's another team that if Belichick wanted to go ultimate petty and like look at it as saving his legacy, there's the one team that he would go to for like a, hey, he wants to go into a warm area, a warm climate after spending so much oh, time. Oh, no. Come on, man. They, their coach already is a bottom five coach in the league. <laughs> this is so stupid. He goes and takes over the Bucks. 
and just tries to win a Super Bowl with the Bucks to just catch up to Tom and say, see, I can win a Super Bowl with the Bucks too, Tom. Oh, that would be that's funny. He calls him the day after the Bucks win a Super Bowl. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. How you like me now, huh? Yeah. We both Couldn't win have without you, huh? Right, have a, yeah, without you. Is that Kyle anybody, Trask holding up a Lombardi trophy? What's anybody up? Anybody can do it. Oh, if we're playing, if no, we're it's playing, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh my God, I love a Jimmy Garoppolo, Bill Belichick, Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl story. That's that's what the world needs. With Aiden Con- O'Connell, I was just about to say the Raiders because hey, Tom Brady's the already there. McDaniel's. Look, mm. this is to be. This could be like a little uh, Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You could go with the go full, go all in up to the Star Wars nerd lore. You're the Raiders. You already wear black and silver. Let let them just go be Emperor Palpatine. And Josh McDaniels doesn't have to be a head coach. And you can turn Aiden O'Connell into Tom Brady if you want to. Oh, I love this. Does that Mike? Does that make Mike Evans uh, like Han Solo? Hmm. That makes him Han Solo. Good teammate, Mike Evans. I forgot who else was new. He's like, he's the best I'm saying, teammate. He's, like a, he's a good guy. Or maybe yeah. that's Chewy. Mike Evans is Chewy. Okay. He's tall as hell. <laughs> good teammate. I don't watch Star Wars. I don't know. So what? Missing out, man. Well, I thought, I guess. This you have a literally, you have a, the killing joke poster behind you. They're, I guess this is kind of going to like previous like Bucks teams this. and like Brady teammates. Yeah. I always assumed Gronk was Chewy. Ooh. Like, like Gronk yeah. is very much a Chewbacca. I I think, but to be honest not with you, fun. Like, no, Gronk's hold on. Fun. Let me say, Gronk is uh, is R two D two. I was thinking R two D two too. Just kind of going to bouncing around, having yes. a blast. <laughs> <laughs> he just pops in. He's he's weirdly important. Like he's he's, knocked, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's storing some important messages, and you're like, you can't win without R two D two. But you he can't just, win without he, Gronk. He's just riding on top of Tom Brady like the ship. You know what I mean? <laughs> just hanging on. Like it's great. <laughs> I love this. Jarrett, of course not. But what if? I don't know if I can top the Belichick one, man. That was good. That was very good. Of course not. But what if? Oh, goodness. I'm trying to think of like a good Steelers one. The Steelers don't have a winning season this year under Mike Dobbins. Yeah, man, I think that would I think that would be a good one. Of course, like I genuinely think they're going to be a, a good team. So let's say, of course not, but like, what if the Steelers just bottom out? Everything goes worst case scenario. They finish like six and eleven. Of course not. What if, similar to yours, the, would the Steelers fire Mike Tomlin? In that Absolutely not. No, they don't. They don't fire people. I know. If, if if the Steelers fired Mike Tomlin, who do you think would have a bigger riot? The Fox, well, not in Foxborough because there's nothing to riot, but like in Boston for the Patriots or in Pittsburgh. I think it'd be the Steelers because I think Patriots Tomlin. fans are kind of like, hey, I we're kind of ready to move on. Over Bill. Yeah, yeah, I especially after Brady won a ring. And here's the thing, man. There's a lot of Steelers fans still on like the 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 anti-tomlin bandwagon and there always will be unless until he starts having more playoff success i don't think he'd be i know he wouldn't be fired i'm wondering what they would do at quarterback if pickett just is very obvious is not good you know all of the preseason hype was just that just hype every like it's just clear he's not the guy i'm wondering what they would do in that situation because this is a franchise that is historically did they go kyler well my Uh, question was how bad are they like in this scenario? 
Like, are they bad? Are they bad? Are you like taking like, Caleb Williams here? I was thinking like Drake May. Yeah, like, maybe. Either way, like, are they bad sure. enough to be there, or are they stuck in like the Bo Nix, like Riley Leonard area? Let's say they're picking like eighth. That's a perfect spot to trade up. Like that. Mm. <laughs> like, hey, like, hold on. Is Riley this, Leonard, by the way, going to be a first round pick? I don't think he's going to be a first round pick. Okay, that's I a surprise man for him. He's from Duke. He's really, yeah. really good. Like Drake May played at Duke. No, North Carolina. He's in North Carolina, different blue <laughs> team in the state. In the state. Come on, get your tobacco road straight, Jarrett Bailey. Yeah, Riley Leonard is right now QB three, but mm. I think that's like the ripe area to trade up mm. if they want to get like Caleb Williams, Drake May. But I'm just like thinking about the scenario, like if Tomlin ends up fired, like. Who do they bring in? Like, That's who the is thing, the next person? There is There's... no one on the Steelers coaching staff that would be the head coach tomorrow. Like, they've hired every time they've done this, they have done an internal hire from within the family. It is very much like Godfather. Nobody comes in. Tomlin, I think, the is the last franchise. like Tomlin's like the last guy, like big hire that they went from outside. Everything else, I guess, they brought in Todd Haley at OC from outside. But since Haley, everything's been hired from within. They haven't gone. You know, I guess they. Any coordinator, like they brought in Brian Flores as like a special assistant and everything. Hold on, but could Bill Ka- Bill Cower finally come back? Oh, would he? So. Would he Bob would he, Stoops it? Would, would he, he do two years to? to get the the gang back together and get him back on track and then right off into the sunset again? Bill Cower comes back as head coach. Ben Roethlisberger is offensive coordinator. They're, they're bringing the band back together. Yeah. Would Bill Cower want to do that? Like, I don't think I so. Like How old is Bill Cower? Let's look at sixties. He's got to be older than Bill Belichick. I think he's like 64, 65. Oh, he's 66. He could do two years. Does he want to, though? He's got a nice, comfortable job. He's been retired for a long, long time. It's not just like he's been retired like for maybe like three or four years. Like Bruce Arians was out of the game. How long was Gruden out of coaching? He was he was gone for like a solid six, seven. But John John Gruden is not a real person. (laughs) <laughs> like that, John Gruden is not a normal person at all. We know this by now. Oh, not normal people do what John Gruden do. Bill Cowher hasn't been an NFL head coach in seventeen years. I, I, I don't. Wow, think he is. That's wild to say. I, that man I, is perfectly fine not coaching football anymore. I don't think. But he wouldn't it be sad if there. Tomlin went out because he just stuck around with Matt Canada too long? Like he just couldn't move on from Matt Canada. What a what a what a silly way! What kind of what a strange Brokeback Mountain situation that would be. I, I can't. I wish I could quit you. And can, I, can I? Canada. Can I? Question. Quick question. It's it's preseason football. Can right. I? Can we talk about what's going on right now? What I, the Washington Commanders have defeated the Baltimore Ravens, ending. Oh, the, is it over? It ending is over. the longest streak uh, that doesn't matter. But still, really and matters. And the most pointless streak in the history of sports. I need to know. If- Joey Sly, 49ers legend, kicks the ball, mm. kicks to win the game. I need to know if there's somebody who uh, has made the meme that I've had stuck in my head for this, like mo- this moment right now. Has somebody done the Undertaker thing with the 24 and one? The, the, the streak ending. The streak is over. Like I, I need someone to know this. I need someone to do this. You, you do it. I, I will as soon as we get off of here. I'm gonna make that meme. You can multitask. I it's it's a meme. I can't. I need to be like focused on the meme. You know that's how art is created. You don't multitask while creating art. 
Uh, somebody dug up an old, by the way, this is hilarious that anybody would just have this on standby. Somebody had a screenshot of me from 2021 saying, if the Ravens ever lose a preseason game again, I will walk into a public library and saying, I'm a little teapot. And somebody just tweeted at me that they just had that. So kudos to you, man, for. Well, I will say Hawks fans screen capped and kept uh, my take that Derek White was going to be a better uh, long time, long term pro than Trey Young. Oh, by the uh, way, JP, somebody, somebody did uh, tweet at me under the uh, under the I'm a little teapot thing with the the streak is over with the the Ravens logo over Undertaker's face. So yes, yeah, somebody did. There it me. is. There it is. But I love it. What a wild streak! Final. Wait, I can't believe he has that from 2021. Shout right? out to 49ers Gab. He just randomly has this from. Don't retweet it, Swords. <laughs> He's I, you think I wanted to? I don't have a choice. Oh my you do goodness! A, wait, I Jared, do do this to myself so much. Jared, you actually have that one. I think. Nah. No, you have to do no, it. I, two years. You have you have made your bed. You must I think that one was very. I, I feel like this you have to do more than the eat a shirt. At least the shirt we oh, could go. That's no. not healthy. I like that's that dangerous. One. This you. Just... I'm doing. I'm doing another one too. By the way, okay. How about this? This, of course not. But what if the Raiders win 12 games? Because then I've got to get a tattoo of Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh, that's not a bad tattoo to have, though. That's a handsome, handsome tattoo. I don't know. I, I don't know where I'd get it, but. Like, are we talking like full body, like Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, is this like a full body Jimmy Garoppolo on your body or just like his face? Ooh. I don't know yet. Because I feel like there are levels. Like, if you I get just another do face. man's like full body tattooed on you, that's I tough. have serious questions. Who is so, the impractical joker who has Jaden Smith fully tattooed on him? Sal. It's probably Sal. Yeah, I think he had a, he lost a bet and he has like the full doesn't it? It's a full. It's Jaden <laughs> it, it's, it's Smith's face. I don't think it's his full body, but it's like on his thigh. Okay, but it's a big face. It's a big it face a big version. Face. It's not like a little like it's kind of hidden. It's very clearly Jaden. Yeah, Jaden sense. Okay, maybe, uh, maybe JP. I, I would do yeah. that. There you go. Buy a tattoo of Jimmy G. Yeah, there you go. That doesn't come up that much. Um, JP. Oh, Evans. Evan had a face. That was a. Evan. Please don't get a chat tattoo under any circumstance whatsoever of Jimmy G. No, couldn't do it. JP, the final one here that. tonight. Of course right. not. Obviously not. But what if? Obviously not. But what if the Packers were right all along? Oh. What if the he Packers, saved the best for last? What if Jordan Love is actually good and they keep doing this thing of bringing it, of like fostering up another quarterback who's actually legitimately great? One, this is a two-parter. Two, the Jets completely implode. Like it, this thing is bad from the jump. The vibes are horrendous. Aaron Rodgers is like getting pissed off on the sidelines. Nate Hackett is up there eating the toaster strudel <laughs> in the, during the games, not actually doing anything. What if Brian Gutekunst and Matt Lafleur were right all along? What if this was an Aaron Rodgers problem, and they go on to not only like not only do the Packers win the division, but they're legitimately very good in the NFC. Like win a playoff game in the NFC and the Jets are just garbage. Like the, the Jets are the worst team in that division. Oh my goodness. That is, yeah, that's good, JP. 
Like not only like not only like Jets miss the playoffs. Like that's the thing. Not only would the Jets miss the playoffs, they do not own that first round pick if Aaron yep. Rodgers plays all the games. I think oh, they're wow. they would be in a similar situation that Denver's in right now, then because like what are you what else are you gonna do? You don't have a first round pick to get anybody worth a damn. You got money tied up into Rodgers. That's that would be very, very parallel to what's going on in Denver right now. Not as much money, I don't think, as as Russ is getting. And it would be a little bit easier to get out of, but they already, you know, they extended him. They gave him his money, not as much as he wanted, you know, in Green Bay, but still a lot of money tied up, and they'd be basically tied to him next year. There's not a whole hell of a lot they could do. Like, who gets the blame here? You can't. Like, oh, you clean house. Like everybody's out in that scenario. Everybody's gone. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you can get. I don't know if you get rid of Hackett because he's Aaron Rodgers' guy. No, they're all I, gone. There's no I way. I think they're all cleaned house. So, I think it's I over. Think, I think Salah is gone, which yeah. would be like, and which would kind of suck because that defense is very good, and you're yeah. potentially going through another scheme change. <laughs> you don't know who you're bringing as head coach, but they have to be Aaron Rodgers' friend. Oh my God, because- Mike McCarthy gets one final chance after getting fired by the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in the middle of this season, and he takes over next year for his final swan song, reunited with insane. Aaron Rodgers to get one more ring together. This is insane long-term booking. And like, then Kevin is, James gets to play Mike McCarthy in the Jets Super Bowl movie. This is like, <laughs> this, this is, is like Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, like level like storytelling where they have to yes. get back together. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know, man. Wide receivers just, coach Jake Cumro. I just think, <laughs> I think the, Jordy Nelson will be the new head coach of the New York Jets. <laughs> hundred percent is going to be the offensive coordinator. The avenue for the Jets being bad and the Packers being really good, I think that's a universe that can actually happen this year. There are far too many combustible elements. With it's Jets a greater offense. than twenty percent chance, and like the Packers are going to be good. I I, just I love this. Evan I hates this. Evan I think hates this. Love. Packers I think are going to be great. Going to be good. I'm on board with Team Packers are going to be good as well. The NFC North fans are going to hate this year so much. Like this is going to be one of the all-time worst NFC North fan years because they thought they were moving on. Because if you're my age, you've just grown up with Favre and Rodgers back to back. If you're a Lions, yeah. Bears, or uh, uh, Vikings fan, Vikings. and you're like, we finally got through it. The Lions are the preseason favorite to win the division. Rodgers is out. Jordan Love is just, just comes right next in. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> wins the division right away. I would be pissed off. I'd be sick. I'm finding a new team. Like, I'm not doing this. Or we're not doing this for another decade. I can't. I, I would just be like, yeah, man, I got to enter free agency as a fan. <laughs> I, I can't keep doing this. But 2024 Ooh. free agents for the Jets, if this thing does kind of implode. Carl Lawson, Corey Davis, Dwayne yeah. Brown, Jordan Whitehead, Bryce Huff, Quentin Jefferson, Randall Cobb, Greg Zerline, Billy Turner. Hey, man. I ain't coming back if, if it goes. If you don't win it down. now, like you you might be kind of hamstrung, especially because you're going to have to pay Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying the the Packers might have won, uh, won the breakup. Is there a world, okay, since we're doing this weird long-term booking stuff, is there a, a world where, let's say Salah is no longer the head coach, like a remember the Titans situation happens and he's the defensive coordinator for the new staff? Mm. Like if they hire Ben Johnson, let's say, from, from Detroit, and he's like, you know what, Salah, like, I know things are weird right now, but like I, I was going to try to hire you as my defensive coordinator. It just so happens I'm with the Jets now. You want to stay here and just be my DC? 
Why would I take a demotion? Yeah. <laughs> why, would I, why would I take a plenty, demotion? Plenty of head coaches that get fired will be an OC for a year or two or DC and then come back. Not and get with the job. same franchise. Nah, yeah. He's got to go somewhere else. You know else. how awkward that would be? Like, imagine Ben Johnson makes like one small mistake and Robert Salas over his ear. Like, yeah, you know, me personally, <laughs> I wouldn't have done that if I was a head coach. I'm. I wouldn't take that level of disrespect. Your mic yeah. just went nuts, man. I think <laughs> is Robert I think Sala holding you at gunpoint right now. What the hell's happening? I mean, look, man. I just think there's a very <laughs> the takes are too hot. The takes are way too hot. I do also think there was another one that I had of like obviously not, but <laughs> obviously not. But what if the Buccaneers win that division? Oh no. What if like what if the Buccaneers like what if Baker Mayfield actually like does Baker the has like a Geno Smith? Smith oh, what if Baker god. does the Geno Smith? Oh my god! Like, look, man. Somebody it, in Tampa Bay is gonna look it, really smart. It's anybody's division. It really is anybody's division. Like the pack, the Panthers' offensive line still is a work in progress. Falcons may or may not have a quarterback. And doesn't matter. Have you seen? Did you see those Bijan runs? Did you see? Like it's unbelievable how much better than Bijan is than everybody else in the football field. Like you're out of the game. To, you're trying to recreate the Tennessee Titans, maybe mm-hmm. not, without having like Derrick Henry. I and mean, I you don't need Derrick Henry when luck. you have Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson, and Bijan Robinson. You have a three-headed monster. Who cares? Okay, if I best year three- two receiver in football. If I have three $5 bills and you have one $20 bill, who has more money? I don't like the question. <laughs> All right, then. Um, and then, like, that hey, was really good, the, JP. I think the Saints have an easy schedule. I think their offense might be kind of good. Oh, no. But what if the Buccaneers, like, win? The, what if the Buccaneers win this thing? Look. Let me one up you with that, JP. Not Baker Mayfield. What if Kyle Trask just balls? <laughs> All right, let's chill out. Let's chill out. Let's chill out. Let's chill out. I think we've crossed the lexicon. Let's just relax. You know, right, you guys that with Trey Palmer a few days ago. It was beautiful. Yeah. Trey Palmer had to tip it back to himself to catch it. <laughs> Like, let's, just, let's not act like this ball was under Also, that should be good, the alternative NFL league. Like, I would watch NFL like. NFL Monday or Wednesdays, where it's just all the backup quarterbacks who aren't very good. They get their own league and they like bad balls. Like it's just tons of bad balls and receivers having to do foot crazy stuff to make catches. That'd be fun. I'd love an alternative NFL where just a bunch of bad quarterback play with a bunch of elite NFL players. Like you're not like a season or in a league where everybody else is good except the quarterbacks. That'd be fun. Yeah, I try, That's hilarious. See, I tried to think of one with the quarterbacks, but none of the what ifs are like oh i guess i have well hold on you can save some of these because like i want to do this for two weeks i think this can and this was a hit and i think this can be a a hit with our uh listeners and watchers um so we can save these i think this will this will be good um and now we have a good feel for what uh next week will be like so this is i think this is fun it's gonna be hard to top a couple of these with the packers and belichick and uh potentially firing mike tomlin and company and then uh brock purdy's uh, untimely injury fired bill belichick on this Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick simultaneous coaching free agents. That that'll be an interesting offseason. I broke Brock Purdy's leg. (laughs) (laughs) And Evan tried to murder Brock Purdy. And assume that we thought he meant the Alex Smith 49ers injury. I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling Mm. kids. Oh my god. Uh, JP, 
What can the good folks check out from you and the team over at SBNation.com this week? Uh, so I just released a ranking of the week zero college football games ranked by watchability. Spoiler alert. I do not have Navy Notre Dame as number one. Um, it's got to be cool. Hawaii Vanderbilt number one. It's not Hawaii Vanderbilt. Wow. I, I think it will be very sneaky fun, but okay. it's not number one. Um, I got a bunch of cool stuff breaking down the NFL. I have a Trey Lance piece coming out tomorrow. And I also have a pretty fun interview that I've lined up that I'm going to uh, hopefully release Friday when the interview is done on Thursday. So that should be pretty exciting. I love it. Check that you, out. Can Jared. What, can you tease the interview? Not give me a um, name or anything, but. He is a. He is a defensive player. Okay. Jarrett, what about you over on the pump fake behind the steel curtain, USA Today? What can the good folks check out for you this week? Yeah, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, the Michael Vick interview should be released in the next day or two, I would assume. I've just got a, it's now in the hands of our lovely editors and whatnot. So whenever that comes out, it will be out and I will publicize the heck out of it. It was a lot of fun to, to talk to Mike. Um, the pump fake, yeah, just did an episode tonight with uh greg rosenthal from around the nfl that was a lot of fun greg's great um so the audio for that i think everything is already available you can watch it on youtube now you can listen to it wherever you get your podcast so the pump fake latest episode with greg rosenthal that was a lot of fun and then in terms of what's coming on usa today we're getting closer to the regular season which means every tuesday is power rankings on usa today uh, we're tagging the power rankings as the power rankings you actually want to read because uh, they're giving me basically as close to no filter as I can get. And I am as sarcastic and as witty as I want to be, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so read the power rankings. Don't just search for your team. Get mad at me for ranking them too low and tweet at me and tell me how much I suck. At least read them and get a, a chuckle out of it. Um, and then uh, winners and losers as well in USA Today. I think those come out every wednesday during the regular season and then on sb nation at behind the steel curtain all the Steelers stuff that you could want um every what was it going to be i think every tuesday as well and my tuesday is going to be so busy uh my quarterback rankings will come out every tuesday throughout the nfl season so that'll be i'm gonna have a hell of a workload but it's gonna be you know can't complain about a plate being full if my goal is to eat so we're we're gonna keep riding it there you go i love it evan you're just on X, not that kind of X, but the, first off, the, we don't we don't call it that. The, uh, we, call it we, call we call it Twitter, it, dog. We call it Twitter. We call it Twitter. And you're uh, selling Hyundai's now. Hyundai's. Uh, mm-hmm. God, that was a, that was a funny photo. And you know <laughs> I what's saved funny it. I, I saved the. I, I, I saved it. It was great. I can't even stress this enough. I never buy polos ever. I'm not yeah. a polo guy, but I, I, I'll, all this is the end of the pod. No one's listening this far into it, anyways. <laughs> but I've been having an existential crisis because I am newly single, mm. right? And I'm like, you know, I'm going, I'm in LA where there's a lot of pretty people on the west side. There's a bunch of bros and chads, and I'm running around. I'm like, I was like, is my polo game like, do I need to get my polo game up? Like, mm. do I need to get my polo game up? Is that what it is? You guys like know that brand cuts? Mm-mm. No. I know they, like, of it. I've never. They, really... they are. They market it all pretty aggressively, but it's like supposed to be like t-shirts that are dress shirts. You know, like okay, because they, they're like I'm tired of wearing dress shirts. So I wear nice t-shirts. Whatever. Anyways, by the way, this is uh, voice attacks becoming a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, so I was like, yo, okay, I'm gonna buy a polo, and I bought a polo, and I wore it to work. 
And I was just sitting there. No one's even in the room. And I'm like, I look like such a fucking chump right now. Did you tuck in? No, never. Of course not. I'm too jacked to tuck in. Um, (laughs) And then I. Yes, dude. Yes, it is. 100%. And interesting. uh, I'm by the way, by the way, I'm almost 200 pounds now. Are you? Yeah. Thick. Um, I like that. I'm clearing 140 these days. But, uh, but no, but anyways, long long story short, long story short, I took that photo and yes, it was funny, but I was like, God, you look like such a dickhead. (laughs) I need to embrace it. I can't. Is that like a small guy now? Is that what it is? No, that was a large. Mm. It's just like, I just, it's not my, it's not my shit. Did you look like Nelly in 2003? Was it too baggy? No, it was very tight on me. I, Ah. I'm, like I said, I'm a big boy now. I am, I can play safety right now. Can't relate. No. You're bigger than Emmanuel Forbes. I'm, I'm bigger than a lot of football players right now. I'm literally, I'm I'm six foot one, 190. Why do I feel like he's auditioning for like Love Island right now? Like he's doing this whole 30 second, like I'm I'm Evan, I'm from Essex, I sell Hondas. I got, I got got asked to go on Love Island once. I said, no. See, you should actually, Evan, you would be incredible on, you would be incredible on this show. Speaking of dating shows. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm 35. There are older that, people on those shows. I thought they're all like 24. Jarrett, JP, Evan, thank you as always. Um, I'm done. We're out. I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs> this has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. You're, um, pleasantness you're smart so i think i'm going to hear big things about you nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.